say to people, oh, now I get it, gaslight. Do not ever give the light and the fire in your belly for what you're born for because then the people who are trying to copy you just become not useful or they smell like rotten egg, like the gas. They need your light in order to gaslight you. Hello, family. You are listening to Concrete Pastures Podcast. I am Nancy Mulemwasisi. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For anyone who is new on our platform, this is a space that allows myself and others to share our stories as we deconstruct the world's view of an immigrant status. We unlike the joys, the laughs, and the bravery that being a dreamer brings. So subscribe, like, share, and stay a while as we dive into today's episode. I first met our guest, my daughter, at the South African Heritage Party, and uh, it was such a great moment. She's been unforgettable in mine and my daughter's lives, and I wanted to bring on here for you guys to experience her. I think she is a pillar in our community, and we had a lot of soul-feeling moments during this conversation. She also did share her book comes out today, February 9th. It's titled Finding Purpose, Lessons from the Message Architect. Yes, you could find this book on Amazon. It comes out again today. February 9th. Grab one for yourself and for a friend. I'm talking about Tammy Kandimeng, renowned as the message architect. She is an African voice with a global impact dedicated to affecting positive change. With expertise across finance, mining, construction, tourism, IT, science, business, and humanitarian sectors, she engages with presidents, leaders, and corporate worldwide, driving impactful conversation. A resolute force, Tammy Kandimeng Meng's talent allows her to strategically shape conversations and initiatives that drive lasting change across industries and societies worldwide. Tammy ardently champions the effective communication of Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, through conferences, campaigns, and diverse platforms. She strongly holds the belief that worldwide understanding of these messages empowers individuals to embrace the societal roles, driving collective progress, and and reaping universal benefit. Welcome, sister. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm really, really good. It's really, really great. Oh my God. I am so happy. I'm so grateful that you we are connecting. The first time I met yeah. you, my daughter is obsessed. You know, today she didn't want to go to school because of you. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. You so just tell, why did you tell me always oh, go to school? You have to go to I know. School. I said, I don't think she will approve this. She literally yeah. told me last night. I'm like, remember the lady that you were hanging on and she had the thing yeah. at the South African um, event? She's like, yes, I, sh- I-, I want to say hi to her. So I we- shouldn't go to school. So I, oh, I don't think she'll that. Please <laughs> did my love say. Auntie Tammy said, big hug. Even on the, So when she watches this, this is not no. for you. This is for her. Okay. Big uh, hug. Uh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> so I usually um, start from the beginning, but I want to start from where you are. And sure. uh, my first question to you, you are known as the message, the message architect. How did you become yes. that? Um, I don't think you become 
become stuff. I think you're born as stuff and then you just discover it as you go along. Um, I'm a firm believer in God and I don't think God just makes haphazard people. He, there's intention and there's purpose on why he creates all of us. Mm. We just have to go through life to unpack it and discover it. So I was always born the message architect. You'll see very quickly if you watch my TEDx talk and you read my book that I've always known from a very young age with my mom's underarm roll on. I may have not titled it, yeah. but my subconscious and my very soul and my being knew that this is what I was created for. Yeah. So I've always been the message architect. Um, so when I met you, you hold everybody's attention. I got in that room and uh, wow. it was such an amazing community. Like you guys have a really good community, South Africans. And when we got in there, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, 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 we saw you sitting and we're all looking. I'm like, who is she? <laughs> we start to look you up and we're like, oh, wow. And the, your smile lights up the whole room, first of all. Oh, wow. And then <laughs> on top of that, it's just how you present yourself to the world, how you wow. captivate all of us. And what you say to us, you know, it's what draws us to you. So with that said, being the messenger architect, I already understood that. So I just wanted to like, okay, let me explain to all of us as to how she became that. So what inspires you to do what you do? And um, you are, I mean, you're involved with presidents, leaders and uh, corporates worldwide to drive impact, uh, impactful conversations. What drove you to yeah. that? I don't think I had a choice. Um, <laughs> I say this because I was already in an executive level in corporate. I'd been working in corporate for 20 years when I then decided to go into this full time. And um, nothing was full fulfilling um, in corporate. No amount of money could have made me happy. No amount of, uh, you know, materialistic items could have made me happy. I had great leadership role and I had great influence in the communication space. And I had to then kind of sit down and, 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 and battle on why was I created? The sense of wanting fulfillment. I am not just flesh and blood on this earth, but I'm making a difference overtook that and it keeps on overtaking that because it's not an easy um, thing to do all the time especially with the things that are happening around the world and it takes a lot my work is very much soul work so mm. I give what people don't understand is I think people maybe let me not let me not, let me not put it like let me not say what people don't understand because I don't know all people in the world yeah. but I see yeah. what a lot of times happens on social media is people glamorize the work that we do as impact makers because they see us on stage with makeup and influential people that's like 1% of the work mm -hmm. my actual work and all they think oh we just sit there researching topics my actual work is energy exchange so when I'm on stage, I'm exchanging my energy and my gift with the world and I'm exchanging it for yours. So it's really exhausting uh, work. And if you if it's not your calling, um, if it's not what you're meant to be doing, if it doesn't give you a sense of fulfillment, you won't have a drive for it for very long because you'll mm -hmm. be in it for the fame. Mm -hmm. And I always say I'm never chasing the fame. The fame will definitely find me. It's 
part of the package, but it's not what I'm chasing. So my drive comes in the fact that I know for sure, without a doubt, that this is my calling because of the sense of fulfillment it gives me. Even when I'm the most exhausted by it, I I, I would I wouldn't choose to do anything in the world by this. I, you know, I used to say this to my mentees. I used to say, imagine if the in the world we all had exactly the same cars, exactly the same clothes, and the work that you did didn't pay a salary. So there was no such thing as money. Yeah. What would you choose yeah. to do? And I would be doing exactly this. And that's what drives me. It's just knowing in the core and the pit of my soul that um, no, no amount of tears, no amount of laughter, no amount of distractions, no amount of haters, no amount of will ever pull me for this. It's my drive. It's my calling is my drive. This brings me to your TEDx. Watching your TEDx, you talk about a lot of your passion, talent, yeah. and yeah. talent versus passion. In um... Yeah, <laughs> I actually make a joke of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just explain to that? Because I, it's, a, it's the first time hearing it that way, positioned it in the okay. way that you did position it. And usually okay. people don't really separate the two. They usually yeah. put together, you're talented, you're passionate, all of those um, together. But those are words thrown yeah. on. Um, yeah, we live in a society of such jargon that makes no sense sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So would you just explain to us what are the differences in that? Because if someone is talented, that yeah. doesn't mean that they're passionate about what they're doing. No, not at all. And I'll explain exactly how I did in my TEDx because it's a, I'll give them, it will be a tidbit for those who haven't watched my TEDx and then hopefully they'll go and search and watch the entire thing. Oh, no, I so I, I say, yeah, 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 that'll be great. I'd really, really appreciate it because I don't think that I, I say these things or I give these talks or whatever as a, as a sense of airy fairiness. It's really to share with everyone. And I think we're all spirits walking on earth and we're meant to share our past experiences so that we can embitter each other. So in the TEDx, I explain how I discovered what purpose is because people say, oh, you must follow your purpose. Like, how do I follow a purpose that I don't know, you know, to discover it? What is it? Because I don't think you find purpose. I think you discover your purpose. You're born yes, with that purpose. I agree with that. And so, yeah. So I believe that purpose is the intersection where passion and talent meet. So I give an example of uh, the, the side of passion. Now, we all know, uh, I'd love to assume that a lot of the world knows uh, Nelson Mandela. Um, obviously, the, 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 the first uh, president, you know, when the freedom, when, when freedom came about, democracy rather, of yeah. the Republic of South Africa. We're actually celebrating 30 years of democracy this year, yeah. which is absolutely incredible. I love my country yeah. um, with its what's and all. It's beautiful. I love it. And he was a boxer, right? He was a very, um, I mean, so, sorry, let's go to the side of talent rather. He was a very talented boxer, but he quickly outgrew the, the passion for the boxing because politics took over. And that's actually the legacy that he left behind. A lot of people don't know that he was a boxer. So it then proves that you can have talent for something, but not necessarily the passion for it because he was an incredible boxer you can google it and check he was a boxer a really great one that's actually 
there's pictures, pictures of them you know what i mean yeah. and then you go to the other extreme the passion part where somebody really is passionate about something but they have no title for it so think of um the music show uh, idols i mean we all know idols i'm sure yes. you've heard of it even if you haven't watched it yeah and you have people who are so passionate about music and singing but when they get there they have no talent for the singing yes. and that's why there's wooden mic so it then rings true that you can have a passion but not a talent and you can have a talent but not a passion and i believe that um your purpose is really the intersection where you are passionate about something so you're driven to do it regardless but you also have a talent to do it you shouldn't be you shouldn't be wrecking your brain and that's not to take away to say you shouldn't learn new things please by all means learn new things yeah. and and and, yeah. and you learn try and upskill yourself i'm talking about natural born talent yeah. that talent that's just innate within you and that's how i think purposes so people shouldn't wreck their brains and it's not science like it's not a difficult thing everybody should just go write a list of the things that you're really talented at write a list of the things that you're really passionate about and you'll quickly start to see the middle ground to go ah ah sense of fulfillment i mean i can relate to the sense of fulfillment I- i've said this time and again on this platform i i fought to become a podcast i was not something i had dreamed about i mean finally wow. that's the world that i live in i'm good at what i do I've, i i love what i do i'm passionate i love to develop people to see them grow i'm, I'm the best thing and as i've evolved i didn't even know i was evolving at time god asked me to do this yeah I, god bamboozled you completely how does he want what do you put it she says jesus bamboozled me Yes, I was bamboozled. Whether I wanted it or not, I had to obey because once it bamboozles you and if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it in your generation or uh, oh, wherever. Oh, he'll put you in a naughty corner. He'll put you in a naughty corner <laughs> and you'll be miserable until you actually do it. He goes, all right, now you're in the naughty corner. Let me tell you what I said you must do. Exactly. Yes, and he did just that too because I was, I was in the middle of my healing journey and I'm like, how am I supposed yeah. to be to inspire people when I need inspiration <laughs> and then I I start to like okay we'll do this I obey to yeah. some degree not fully yeah. to, to some degree yeah. and I'm like okay we'll get started and then I yeah. realized the first the end of the season of uh, season one that's when everything clocked in as to the fulfillment of everybody that came on the platform me sharing my story my journey as an immigrant and how I everybody was feeling my soul and instead of the other way around, I'm like wow it was like the bulb just went on I find your story so beautiful and I wanted to jump in because I'm resonating so much when I initially called myself the message architect it was it was bestowed upon me I think I'm going to put it that way it was um, I'm going to listen to the voice of you know my my inner voice which I always think it's God speaking to us and I'm going to call myself the message architect I've been named the message architect for two years and then one day on a global stage only then did that title make sense to me but I'd been calling myself it for two years yeah, yeah. and so I resonate with that I'm like ah, yeah, it takes right. a while sometimes like you walk in the walk for anybody who is being called to do something please listen it will click yeah. at some point yeah it, it yeah. will all make sense to you it'll oh my god it took a while and then when I told my last episode in season uh in season one i was like okay we got this this is 
the journey. The level of fulfillment that I feel. It's my day off today. And I was even telling my sister, I'm like, I don't feel my day off, but I do what fulfills my soul. And it's so fulfilling. The conversations that you have day in, day out. Yeah. I listen to episodes, watch these episodes more than the people that watch it afterwards. So just to see, learn and all of that, continue learning. That's like beautiful. what you were saying, just to continue to what you are on. You share that's that. beautiful that's so beautiful yeah yeah you, you get to, you uh, get like you you you're similar to me in that we get the cool stuff as a colleague because it's not it's not just about the, the above level stuff is we get to see how individuals are intricately made and we get the privilege into people's spaces so when i get to moderate these conversations i'm not necessarily meeting certain people even a president at a presidential level i'm meeting yes. a human being that i'm going on stage with and so it's the beauty that the blessing that it comes with is i get to connect with people outside of their titles which is such a blessing and i think it's similar to what you're saying is yeah we get our we get our paycheck and we get our souls fed all in one shot which is yeah. is absolutely i don't take that for granted no. not yeah. one bit i've met some of the most incredible human beings and when you even start to remove the title you start to realize yo we've got some really beautiful people walking this earth mm-hmm. yes because when you are going through life and life will get to you you mm. don't see the beauty in people sometimes no and yeah, yeah but that's pain right yeah you don't see the beauty in people sometimes and eventually like as we do what we do you and i and uh when you connect with people it's, you get to see you are Attract the people that are supposed to be in your life that are going to mm. contribute to your journey that you are supposed mm. to be on. They'll, they'll hope you get mm. to where you're supposed to be. I mean, I met you because of Boosie. Yes, we met because of Boosie in New York. You're right. Yes. Because she invited you to the event. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and with Boosie, it was literally a few hours before the event. Sis, I need you to come to this event. It will be great. You need to no connect way. with people. You got to come to our community because of what's happening in South Africa. You are Zambian. Let's make sure that we are all together. Like, I'm in. No. It was raining way. that day. Kid- it was raining that day. I it was pouring. Yes. I kid you not. I love hearing that because nothing is coincident. I was there moderating conversations for the United Nations General Assembly. And then my country said, oh, because you're in New York, can you then moderate this conversation for us? So it wasn't even a planned thing. I just happened to be in New York doing my own work and then and I was like my country of course like without a doubt Mm -hmm. so I love that and now look at us having a conversation a few months later yes 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 honey yes oh my god I want to get in in your story Uh, from the beginning of this conversation I said you have a um, story that everybody almost everybody around the world has that story but sometimes they don't have the voice and I believe You've given so many people a voice through your story, you sharing your TEDx. And I would encourage anybody who's listening to us, watching us, to watch the TEDx. Um, it's on YouTube. You could just look it up, look up her name, um, Temi Inkandimeng. Um, yes. It's there. Yeah. I'll have the spelling of her name. Don't worry. I know we're being watched <laughs> to everywhere. It's a lovely name. Temi is easy. But um, even when you go on her Instagram, you'll find the link there as well. For 
starters, um, you grew up in, I guess I would say, domestic violence type of home. Yes, so, I did. And um, just from listening to the TEDx and watching the TEDx, your imagination was your biggest escape. And I My think best friend. <laughs> a, a lot of people um, can relate to that, including myself, not to this to the extent of domestic violence, but when growing up, I grew up very rural and my escape yeah. was my imagination and I'll create my stories from um, my imagination. Yeah. And for a lot of people yeah. who have gone through a hard time, I think it's almost like a common theme, like you have to find yeah. an escape. And I think your imagination is a good one. Um, yeah. How did that save you? Um, sure, I feel like we're going to be giving a lot of my TEDx away. So I'm going to try and um, remodel the stuff that yeah. I've said there. Um, I grew up in a really beautiful home and I know it kind of shocks people when I say that because I was in such horrific abuse um, around me. But I say that because I've done, I've done, um, uh, you know, I've done the hard uh, journey part of the healing. I don't think you ever are fully healed and you are yeah, I'm completely fine. But I've done the hard part of it to be able to live and accept that that's what it was. And I, I say it's a beautiful home because I wouldn't have this life if I didn't grow around that specific home. And I, I, I kind of like my life, okay? No, I like yeah, my life. Yeah. So if I had grown around a different home, be a different tummy and I don't want to be a different tummy I like this tummy yeah um so my home was um also the same breath very oxymoron I had a very rowdy home loud incredible dad who was absolutely friendly my personality is completely from my papa and I love him to pieces and um he he's passed on now but I still love my papa to pieces he gave me some good sides to him which I really am really grateful for. Yeah. Um, a lot of those sites come out actually with my work on stage. So I'm very thankful for the gems he dropped within me. Yeah. But then he um, he had an, another side to him. I almost believe, I really, really believe I was saying to my husband the other day, I really believe my dad had bipolar but because nobody had identified what it was back in the days, it went undetected. And then he became super, super uh, abusive and the abuse was gory. Um, I won't go into the details it was quite gory with my mom and myself and um it started to change who i was in the reality because i didn't want people to know what was going on at home i wanted i think every kid wants a perfect circumstance to say my home is the best home and so in order to start hiding the stories i used to start imagining what kind of home i lived in i think the problem with me is i took it a little far and it became what I would blurt out and as if that was my reality when in actual fact I was living somewhat of a lie from my imagination but I could always rely on that I could always rely on my imagination telling me that I had a better life than I actually had in reality and um, it saved me it saved me from a lot of um, I mean I, I cannot claim to have ever lived, um, you know, depressive or, um, you know, going into psychiatric treatment. Um, I almost became my own therapist, <laughs> not in the most smart way, but I became my own therapist through my imagination. And my imagination was beautiful because it wasn't, um, it wasn't a lie. It helped me become what I was. So I used to take my mom's underarm roll on and I used to pretend I was on global stages introducing myself to big crowds.
thousand. I mean, Bob's your uncle. What do I do now? I'm on global stage. We imagine who we become. Our imagination comes. And I'm using a real microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Introducing who I am. And so, you know, it's it it also teaches us. And I think society talks a lot about therapy, 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 therapy. Go to therapy. And there's nothing wrong with therapy. But I think we're we are made so smartly and intricately that sometimes your therapist is right between your ears. The best therapist sometimes. It's true. It's true. It's true. You know, you mentioned something that I realized when I came to the U.S. Um, yes. Back home, when I was living with my grandmother, there were a lot of people mm-hmm. with different personalities. And because mm-hmm. a lot of people, and we, I don't think, maybe now in Zambia, they do diagnose, but anybody who mm-hmm. acts out of the, I guess, the community. The norm. The norm, yeah, uh, is considered mad, um, out of their mind or something. And um, at least here, they can diagnose you as either bipolar or schizophrenic. Yeah. There's somebody literally that I had thought of when I first uh, encountered someone with schizophrenic, and I was like, "Wow, this was my uh, my grandmother's brother. He would be fine at some point, and then at some point, he would be doing all kinds of things." And you're talking about that. It's something that needs to be addressed, I think, in our African community because. Some some people yeah. don't even do it on purpose and it ends up damaging a lot of families because someone has, I guess, an imbalance in their brain. Yeah, but the, but the reverse also rings true is um, I think it's great for people to get diagnosed yeah. and we don't judge them and they get diagnosed. But the reverse for me is we are so self-centered in society that we go around calling people things like, oh, narcissist. Mm-hmm. That's a medical condition. You can't give titles like that to people according to your feelings. Yeah. I mean, we've made it so comfortable to go, oh, narcissistic behavior. Do you know what narcissist, narcissist is? Um, it's a mental condition. Yeah. We can't walk around self-ordained uh, people just, just giving people illnesses and sicknesses because it's the cool thing to say. Mm-hmm. So it's important that both Mr. Ring true. No, I, I, I completely agree because witnessing domestic violence, it, it, it changes a lot of like for me honestly yeah. I could relate to your story by some degree because I did witness my father beat his yeah. my stepmom and yeah. I stopped going to his house because I didn't want that yeah. I didn't want to see it, yeah. it the energy in the house was just something else yeah yeah and, I mean he disciplined me and I would go to my mom's house there was you know there was no weeping so as a child I gravitated towards my mom's side but like you said you wouldn't be who you are if you didn't go through what you went through and it's I, I'm so grateful to how you you've looked at everything so positive and I think yeah. it's encouraging to others that have gone through a journey like yours to look at things differently as to who I am today because of what I went in a positive way absolutely, absolutely. A lot about- but there's also a shift right so I do appreciate when you say it changes you it does there's certain things for me that will never be wired as 
as innocently as when I was born. So places with loud noises. I cannot watch fireworks displays. No. As old as I am now, because it reminds me of gunshot noises. So that's what people don't understand. Some of the triggers that um, I mean, I don't, I don't cry and whatever, but it's like a, it's a sound that just doesn't leave my mind, my heart, my spirit. If people are speaking super loudly and it feels like they're fighting, it makes me super uncomfortable. And so it does start to change. Even I think the the chemical, I, I think it's chemicals. I mean, I haven't scientifically checked it out, mm. but there's certain things that are, I just can never get back to my innocence. It's um, if someone's super close and lifts their hand haphazardly, it jolts me. It does. It jolts me. It's even in my choice of men. I have been engaged four times uh, and I've been married. I'm married twice um, and I'm married to my favorite husband now. And he's super awesome. He's actually the total opposite of all my exes. And that's because he came at a time where the healing had started to happen quite quite rapidly. And I was ready to be loved because the other guy, they had their issues but I also contributed in that I wanted them to replace my dad Mm. and so I would attract the gap that I had with my dad not only in the love and the positives but also the ugliness I wanted them to be I wanted people to fix men because I couldn't fix my dad so I needed a guy to fix Mm. and then along came my husband and there was nothing about him to fix in actual fact my friends laughed because when we started when he wanted to date me like for, for serious serious wanted to date me this time around um i said i can't i i don't i don't know what i'd fix about him he's a normal human being what would i do with him you know and so there is um it does change you domestic physical abuse in total does change you so i don't want to sit here and disrespect people who've gone through abuse to say yeah it's guns and roses haha airy fairy ha you know we have a positive light look at the positiveness it's about creating the positiveness um despite the mental shifts that we've had to face a thousand percent um what advice would you give anyone who's going through your journey now and has gone through your journey what advice would you give them um i'm not sure how to answer that because i don't think anybody will ever go through my journey i think similar. my journey is my own similar. i think everybody yeah. goes through their own journey yeah no right? similar I, I meant uh similar like someone who's had okay. the same a uh, kind of similar situation like experiences you, uh, as in, in as in abuse yeah uh, you know you've got you've got to go through the pain unfortunately that's the mm. sad part of the story is you can't fast forward the pain um, and I think the saddest part is that sometimes the people who, inst- well, most times, the people who instill the pain on us leave us with the hard work to do to find ourselves again. So you've got to go through the pain. That's the first thing is I think a lot of people think, oh, you can go to therapy and you can get over it. Blah, 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 blah. It'll always resurface if you haven't worked it out. So you've got to work through it. And my biggest advice is um, there's always a light at the end of a tunnel. You've just got to want to find it. You have to want to find the light. If you don't want to find the light, you will never see the light. And it's it's as simple as that. It's, it's like going through a tunnel and parking your car in the tunnel. You're never going to see the light. Oh, well, that's my life. 
this is what I'm stuck with now. You have to want to find the light. You have to want to find the light to see the light. Thank you for that. Well said, well said. For anybody who is listening, again, please watch the TEDx. It explains more details. We are literally just touching the surface of what she shared. Uh, the opposite side of what she said, actually, because we don't want to give it away. Please watch the TEDx. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube. I encourage you. Uh, and you can also find it on her social media, Instagram. Uh, it's also Facebook, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok is like the crazy, crazy side of me. So nothing serious. <laughs> I know you love dancing. I, 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 I see that you love dancing. So I'm like, oh, the TikToks. It's work I'm such a such a creative at heart. Um, yeah, so d- dancing and me are really good. <laughs> Oh, great, great, great. Um, so going back to what you do now, I want to touch on what are some of the challenges that you face in your work and how do you overcome those challenges? But sometimes, you know, when people look at what anybody does, you make it look so easy. As much as you love what you do, you're passionate about it, you're calling. And what are some of the challenges that you face and how do you overcome? So before we get to challenges, I just want to let you know that my work is very, very easy for me because it's my calling. So there's nothing, there's no hard work in what I do so it probably looks easy because it is I my work requires effort but it never requires hard work from me you could wake me up at any time of the night and go on stage and create a conversation or, or speak about impact and I'll do it I'm never dragging my feet when it comes to my work and so it's not hard work it's just effort there's effort into what I put into it so it probably looks that way because it is that way for me um that I, I face a number of challenges I'm around a lot of global leaders. And one of the challenges that I feel for them is the need to protect a lot of the global leaders because sometimes, and I know people say, oh, but if you if you assume leadership role, you should have accountability. A lot of the times, these are just human beings. They're parents. <laughs> They're somebody's spouse. Yeah. And they just happen to have that role that they have to do. And so the challenge for me is finding the balance in protecting their humanity versus holding them accountable for the role that they're in all in one breath as a moderator who encounters oh, them. Oh, yes. Because behind the stage, I get to see the human. And then yeah, on stage, yeah. I'm interviewing the title. Oh, my and God. And it's hard because some of them are getting phone calls from their wives and their husbands and their kids backstage. So it's it, it's quite a challenge to reach um, that, that balancing act. Yeah. I think another challenge I have is people seeing your calling and wanting to be exactly the same as you. Yep. And when you say to them, I can't make you me, yep. they take that quite offensively. And my intention is never to be offensive. It's I really don't, some of the stuff that I do, I don't even know how I do it. It just happens. And so people expect you to be able to tell them how to speak on stage, how they hold their papers, how they must dress, how they must walk, how they must talk. But I can't give you a toolbox if I don't have a toolbox. It's just who I am. 
And the problem I have with that is that society forces people to give them a toolbox to a point where your toolboxes have become money-making schemes. So somebody will make up a toolbox that doesn't yeah. even work to sell it to society because you force them <laughs> to come with a toolbox. I mean, I look at, I'm sorry, I got to call this out because no, it's please January. Do. Please do. The number of vision boarding initiatives that are out there and everybody has a different toolbox in how to vision board. And I'm like, it becomes inauthentic. And this is why for me, mentoring is also a very challenging concept for me um, in the way society has put it. So mentoring in itself is you find two people that must advise you on how to live your life. But what about the other billions of people you encounter, the cashier at the till, the petrol attendant, the, I feel like everybody has something to teach you, but you've blocked yourself off to those two people who need to direct you that you're not learning the lessons from every beautiful human being you have the potential to encounter. And so I'm also very big on, I don't want formalized mentoring for me in my space. If you want me to mentor you, let it be so authentic as looking at the work that I do, um, observing, and I'm very open about my mistakes. I think you picked that up on my thoughts yeah. on Tuesdays and the other place. Yeah. Because I'm like, just learn it authentically because the minute I say I'm your mentor and you're my mentee I've already put hierarchy to it like employer employee it means I am better than you there's a hierarchy to the title mm. and then it means that every time you ask me for something I have to have the answer but I'm just living life you I know I told you guys you come with wisdom over here <laughs> Oh, wow. Some of the things you just mentioned, I mean, you're giving so much insight. For anybody who doesn't know Temi, she does Thoughtful Tuesdays. Join those. I do. Oh my God. The nuggets that she throws in there, they are very thought-provoking. I told her at the beginning wow, of this thank conversation. You. Thank you. And inspirational. Thank you. And you look at things differently than... Um, <clears throat> that I agree with you with a lot of people. They force you to be in a certain and for you to create. Yeah. Like when I first started the podcast, honestly speaking, people are asking me what type of business is it? I don't get paid to do this. I don't get paid to do it. I have a normal job. I record at all kinds of hours, six in the morning yeah. before I go to work. Sometimes I yeah. wake up for a meeting at three in the morning because depending on who I'm having a meeting with, maybe they are yeah. in Sydney or And the time zone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, this is the time they can meet. I wake up at that. But yeah. in terms of like what type of business, I had to to look back as to what I could do for the community. I'm like, this is what I can do yeah. for the community. We inspire each other through our story. There's so much perspective out there as to what an immigrant should look like and going back to what you do. And they, people want to be you. There's a lot of copy and paste, copying and tasting. But <laughs> it's, some, it, it's someone else's journey. And I was talking to one sister, she's in Nigeria. I was talking to her and um, she was asking me like, if I have challenges finding people on this platform. I'm like, because it's not my platform, I don't call it my platform. This is for God created this. And when I was worrying about who's going to come and have conversation with me, he brought each and every person. <laughs> he bamboozled. 
I'm like, here, bro, it's a never percent. Some people don't even understand how they say yes to coming on. So I'm like, you come on. So capping, I think it needs to start with capping what other people are doing because you don't yeah. know who is praying for Tammy to do what she does every single day, who is covering her. And people just want to copy. And it's common. It's just like, I see it on social media. I see it. Dress how she dresses. But her brand belongs to her. The creativity belongs to her inside because no one knows what you are thinking until you release so there's two things that you touched on and, and i want to give you this quote that i saw the other day it says um copy me all you want and fight me all you want but you're disregarding the favor upon my life like you can't copy my favor Damn. right and, yep. and my favor is unfair right so you go ahead and you do whatever but i think we're also in a society of oh no me please no me no me we're fame hungry society is very fame hungry and mm-hmm. so what you learn end up having, and I'll speak about the space that I'm in, is people will start in the industry saying, I make impact. I'm here for impact. And then it slowly stops being about impact. It starts being about what house I got from this impact, what cars I got from this impact, how many followers I've got from this impact. And I watch certain journeys. I'm like, you started off so good with great intention, but the evil starts to catch up with people. And once you're on the road of it's actually about my brand this brand conversation needs to be had versus the impact that's where you start to have a lot of hungriness i must copy so and so because when she does it like this she attracts this and that's what i want to attract and blah 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 Let's just go back to basics. You said you wanted to make an impact with what you said was your calling. And we can never question people's calling because calling is never a conference call. So if you tell us it's your calling, we believe you that that's your calling. Let's go back to that basic. That's it. That's it. No, not a conference call. I love it. Don't copy and paste, people. Do not copy and paste. It's <laughs> you dangerous zone. Wanting. Yeah, it's, da- it's so dangerous. <laughs> no, this is why people, like, you feel miserably and you wonder why you felt miserable because it was not for you. It was for someone else. Find out what you're calling it. It might be similar. Tweak in a different way. We are seeing things out there. My sister. You start to see even society morph. Morph in how they dress how they do their hair. Um, I, I used to laugh when I started Thoughtful Tuesday. So Thoughtful Tuesday is, it's another bamboozlement for me. It was never a strategic thing. It was one day God said, oh, you're going to do this thing. I didn't even, I didn't even know what it was called at the time I started it. It was just like haphazard videos. And then I was like, oh, it has to happen every Tuesday because social media says algorithms, blah, 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 blah. And for those who don't know my Thoughtful Tuesday, it's literally what I'm going through or what I'm working out or I observe something and then I'm like, oh, look at it and think of it, you know, uh, rather this way. Maybe I can give an example of one of my favorite thoughtful Tuesdays Please. and then I'll go back to the point yes. that, I, that, I, that I, uh, I, I wanted to make. So I was saying one of my thoughtful Tuesdays is, is um, gaslighting. So there's a word called gas lighting yeah and i say to to people gas in itself is just an it's it's a it's a a useless thing it's just gas you don't even see it it's invisible but they 
put some sort of chemical in it so it smells like rotten eggs. Yep. Um, so that you can detect it when it's leaking. And so that's what we smell is that chemical in the actual gas. But if you put on gas, it doesn't do what it's meant to do unless you ignite it with fire, the light, right? You have to ignite it for it to actually serve its purpose. And so I say to people, oh, now I get it, gaslight. Do not ever give the light and the fire in your belly for what you're born for because then the people who are trying to copy you just become not useful or they smell like rotten egg like the gas they need your light in order to gaslight you so i start to 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 look at things you know very differently in that sense but just even going back to the point i was making about the copying um people be very careful because you can win and think oh i got away with it i got away with it i got away with it and i start to realize that people aren't stupid people know who's copying who they can actually see it yeah and um when it all falls apart it will be super super painful and sometimes i also think we need to be careful as well and this is a lesson i'm learning as well with copying is i don't own any idea the idea belongs to god and so by virtue that i don't own the idea mm-hmm. it's okay for somebody else to trial and error so copying is never about the ideas it's about copying the persona of somebody else because what you're saying is you don't care to live your life as you you want to be somebody else Ooh. that's a problem mm. i told you she's gonna come and drop some bombs some nuggets she's dropping yeah it's it's scary it's absolutely scary the stuff that we copy even in society like who told us we have to have makeup on when we go online like who told us I know. Why? Why? I, I remember being like based on thoughtful to you without makeup. I'm like, that's me. That's how I am on earth. Oh my god. No, I know. I know. I wake up. I'm like, we have a Zoom. Okay, full face. And you know that's copying, right? It's copying yeah. how somebody started to do it. To a point that we we're shocked when somebody does it the natural way. Yeah. For me, I actually give a lot of credit because I've seen a lot of your videos with no makeup and I, I have give... no makeup now. You can wipe my face completely. No, no, no. Yeah, I say that. No that. That's the thing. I, I give a lot of credit to anybody who shows up on any platform with no makeup because we've gotten so used because I wear makeup every single day at work. So it's become yeah. like part of me. I dress up. I love to dress yeah. up. So it's part of like, I don't know, you'd call it a uniform, I guess, in yeah. a way. Yeah. So anyway, where I have to do like an appearance, we're all copying as to this is what it's supposed to look like. And then when we see other people, I think we, we have to give each other grace as to however someone shows up, let's show them grace. It's how they chose to show up. That's it. Yeah. And I was about to say to you, there's nothing wrong with you putting a full face of makeup if that is has become your uniform the issue is if you put it on as a mask and a masquerade to say people will like me more if i have makeup that's why the the whole notion of even influencers has gone warped right yeah yeah. what what is an influencer you know presidents are influencers ministers Mm -hmm. are influencers kings and queens are influencers but we've now packaged influencers to person with slick hair full of makeup and really no have we watered 
different influence to that. No, that's why I, I love what you give uh, on your platform. I think that needs to continue. We need more of you uh, to continue to encourage us because there's so much out, out there that I want my kid to gravitate towards positivity and something that's going to encourage them, something that's going to make them think instead of oh, the million things that they watch. I'm ashamed as a parent. <laughs> the million things that they watch. But um, listen, I can talk to you forever because there's so much that you've done. And um, I think you are one of the great pillars that represents us in a good light. And it's great to see wow. that. Yes. No, Thank it's, tr- it's wow. truly great to see that. And um, when you see someone who's a visionary and you see that they are living in their purpose and walking in their purpose and representing themselves in a good light, it's very rare because you can be overshadowed by what comes with that a lot of the yeah. time. So having that, humility and being staying humble what gravitated me towards you because before I even talk to anyone I'll be on your space so much watching and studying and going through everything uh, thank you. everything Shut has up. to align with what I'm trying to do and when I figured out also that you God fearing and like this is why I'm gravitated because you couldn't leave my mind uh, a lot of the times that's meant to be on this platform they'll be on my mind for a long time and then yeah I continue to reach out and then even though I, I want to give up there'll be that nudge you need to reach out because I know that there's someone out there that needs the message that needs the encouragement yeah. that needs what you have to give out um, yeah. but before I let you go I know you've had a busy day what's new uh, is there anything that you need support from us I know your book is coming out what's the title yeah it's actually I, I, I was so quirky I'm so naughty but I push boundaries like that I think I'm known for pushing boundaries. So I call my book Finding Purpose because I don't believe in the term finding purpose. And then I take you on a journey of how I don't believe that you, you can find the purpose that you're born with it. Um, so it's called Finding Purpose, Lessons from the Message Architect. It's available at so many bookstores, but it's also available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles for those who are not in South Africa. Um, and then whoever's got exclusive book, bargain books, or the big, big bookstores. Um, it, it's available. Uh, Take a lot uh, will also be uh, partnering with us to get it around to people. So that's what's um, the very immediate project that's coming out. I actually touched my book for the first time. I was, I was so tempted. I forgot that this is going live. I almost pulled it out to you now because it's right next to me. I touched oh it for God. the first time on Monday. Oh then I and I also just want to thank you. Thank you for for never giving up and reaching out to me. It really is. Is a, it's, it's a beautiful thing to to speak to you. I'm very big on, I'm transparent, but I'm not open. Um, and I actually explained that on one of my Thoughtful Tuesdays. It's like, you know, a sliding door with glass that's transparent. You can see what's happening the other side, but you can't feel it. Yeah. And I'm very particular about um, being open because open means you open the sliding doors and both environments then collide. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I'm very careful about who I'm open with, but I'm transparent with the world. But I think um, the message architecture 
journey and the Tamin Ganymane journey is going to be full of weirdness. I don't care to conform to society um, and I'm okay if they title me weird. I'm not walking on this earth to appease anybody. I want to get to heaven one day and say, I came empty. I did everything you asked me to do there, regardless of how they named me. So I don't want to also say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to flow in the stream that God wants me to flow in, man. Just make magic. I love it. I love that you are so bold. Um, Again, it's rare, I think, for a lot of us. It takes a lot of courage, strength to actually uh, be in that space. Easier said than done, but you are actually doing it. With a lot of tears backing it up, don't worry. When society rejects me, I'm crying my little butt out and I'm still carrying on. Those comments on social media, I'm like... Oh, you should see my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I block just the comments. I'm like, let's stay away from comments because I heard yours. I wrote it down last night. You talked about don't care about the, the opinions of people who never be there opening up. At your curtain call. At the curtain call. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so... I'm like, this says it all. Says it all. This is my theater. This is my theater. Yeah, it says it all. I, yeah. I, was, I was like, wow, this says yeah. it all. And it, yeah. it was testament to that. Like, But it's hard. It's hard. Don't you think that um, anything that has no substance is generally not tough in this world? So don't worry. The tougher it is for you, it means you're doing the actual right thing it's so much easier to go uh, downstream on a waterfall than to go upstream but the truth is the best view is never at the bottom of the waterfall it's at the top so don't worry the tougher it is the better it is yeah those nights sometimes I'm like god you created this can you come in in the vein yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been asking for this cough to go away. It's like, you still need to do interview. I'm like, no problem. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, sometimes my prayer is as simple as, God, do you see your children here on earth? Do you see? And then I cry and go to bed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. Could you leave us with one of your thoughtful Tuesdays? Okay, so by the time this one is... I would have probably released this one already and it's one I'm actually working through in my head. So I'll give it to you because it'll be the, because you'll probably release this on the 9th of February and I'm doing my first one on the 6th and I'm doing mine on the 6th. So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you one of my thoughts that I'm trying to package to say to everybody when I'm working it through. Yeah, that's a Friday, but Thoughtful Tuesday goes on a Tuesday. So it would be out that week. So enjoy if you haven't seen it on my social media page yet. I'm toying around with the idea of how negative and positive need to work together. That's why a battery has a negative and a positive side. There's no such thing as a battery with positive and positive or negative and negative. So when you start saying your goal or your prayers or whatever it is that you do is for instance, give me more money. Be open to the fact that more people are going to come and ask you for help. When you start asking for goals or dreams to say, I want to be influential, be open to people copying you because there's no such thing as positive and positive. You've got to be open to the negatives that come with it in order for you to be a battery to ignite and get things going. I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Okay, on that note, sis, I'm so grateful. This I is it. I'm going to record the Thoughtful Tuesday right now when I get off with you this while I Because I've been talking for a few days. Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this has been so 
good to my star. I'm so grateful to you for making time for us. Thank you. It's such an honor Thank to have you, you so on. Much. And Thank um, you. just send us a copy of the book, the picture. This sure. way advertise it once uh, the episode comes out. I'll have the marketing team Thank you. align it. Will you keep me honorable and accountable because you're really good at doing that and then I'll send it to you. I will. Don't worry. I got you. I love I you for you. that. You're really good at that. You keep me accountable. Thank you. No, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll make sure that we have the book and I'll pre-order it on Amazon myself. It's way, um, is it on audio? I love audios. Did you do audio? Not yet. We might turn it into audio but there's a lot of work that goes into creating a book on audio. It's quite a lot of work, yeah. I'll pre-order it for the hard copy. Thank you. And me and my daughter will read together. Yay, thank you. No, no, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for bringing me on your beautiful platform. Um, Yeah, it's the best way to end a day. (laughs) So thank you. That's it on today's episode. It's truly an honor to serve each and every dreamer. Concrete Precious now provides targeted services to dreamers coming to the US of A. We assist you to successfully integrate. We are here to support you as you write your new chapter. Kindly check out our services in the link tree. Until next time, keep dreaming.